important for our students to have an opportunity to have organic experiences that are connected to the real world and so the hands-on opportunities gives them that platform to practice and to simulate real world experiences. So uh, my title was Chief of Data and Accountability and now is being changed to Chief of Access and accountability. And the purpose of that is the, the word access is huge. Uh, we want our students to have access to not only the programming and opportunities here in Lancaster ISD, but we also want to make sure that we're opening the doors so that post-secondary, they have opportunities to career and college choices as well. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just pulling in the community and having a time where we can all come together and really celebrate our students' successes over the year and just see all of the great talent that we have in the area of STEM. So I'm super excited about that. I have. Um, I'm actually a parent. I have a student here in the district as well, and she had an opportunity to um, to participate with the drone technology and uh, she's actually in elementary school but looking forward to participating with that in high school. Well, speaking from a parent seat, I feel that it gives it gives myself an opportunity to look at what my child is interested in, and therefore it gives me an opportunity to start uh, investing in those things to help her reach her goals. And so today I've had an opportunity to to see what she's really uh, interested in, in, in learning more about. So that's giving me great insight. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? So cosmetology is STEM in a lot of ways. Um, people would not believe it, but there's lots of science involved, especially when it comes to um, learning hair color formulations, uh, learning about the different chemical bonds that the hair is actually made of. We have different side bonds in our hair, such as the disulfide bond, the salt bond, and the hydrogen bond that um, our students learn about as far as uh, different textures of hair and how hair grows and what it's composed of. Um, as far as technology, as we know, everyone is into technology and social media. So um, cosmetologists or people who work in the beauty industry use technology in different ways. But the main one is, you know, social media, um, learning how to use those different platforms to build it, build their clientele. And um, as far as mathematics, I'd say um, with cosmetology, there's a lot of geometry. You have to know angles and degrees. 
uh, when it comes to hair shaping or hair cutting uh, is what we typically okay. call it. So there's a bunch of different ways that we can uh, wrap uh, stem into cosmetology and make them, um, you know, correlate. Right, so today we have some students showcasing um, updo hairstyling, um, and then we have um, a nail art competition where they're building acrylic nails and also um, doing uh, nail designs, freehand nail art, as well as 3D nail art, which means that you're building a sculpture out of uh, monomer and polymer acrylics. And then we have a makeup competition where they're um, doing a daytime uh, look and also a fantasy look, so she's transitioning from one look into another. Oh, it's very, very vital for our industry because our industry is basically hands-on. You have to work with people. You have to work with the hair, skin, and nails. And so they do need that hands-on experience and practice um, so that they are ready for the workforce. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, you guys are welcome. Y'all have a great day. Uh-huh. Greetings. I'm doing well. I'm excited. What did the chief academic officer? My first question is, what is the chief academic officer? Well, the chief academic officer is responsible for all academic components within the school district, and that includes teaching and learning in all capacities, as well as um, testing and assessment. Oh, everything, everything, everything we're learning in the classroom and all content areas can be found here at the STEM so Showcase. Oh, this actually goes to show you all of the teaching and learning that is actually going on within our school district. And everything you're seeing here is actually student-led. This is what the students uh, have been um, uh, displaying in their particular classroom. This is what their teachers been teaching. And this is what is actually sh we're showcasing today what parents send their kids to school for. Great example. Um, well, what you're seeing now, we're living the lessons that are in the classroom. This is everything that is actually coming alive in the classroom. And the arts. The arts has been um, on, on, performance to, uh, on performance today, too. And it has been phenomenal. This has just been an awesome morning, and I'm excited. Yes, yes, I have. Ah, uh, the um, planetarium is that you walk in there, you're actually literally in outer space, and actually all the activities that the students made themselves, not the teacher, not the parents, but all the projects that are um, that the students created and were able to show um, all the great things that they learned throughout the school year. Thank you. My last question is, why do you feel that project-based learning and hands-on learning is such a vital process in the my mantra has always been, we need to live the lesson. Um, when I was actually growing up, we were taught the lesson. We were lectured the lesson. But now through the STEM showcase, we're able to see our students actually living the lessons. Um, we are creating, uh, we are preparing students for jobs that haven't been even created yet. And this is an example of just how innovative, innovative the students can be. Thank you for having me.
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How y'all doing? So, you know, as a district, we focus on being a STEM district. We focus on providing an education that focuses on science, technology, engineering, and math. And this is the culmination of all of the learnings, all of the projects, all of the activities that we've been able to um, allow our students to participate in for the entire year. In addition to that, it's kind of um, a show off, a showcase to kind of showcase all the different skills that individuals have been able to, well, our students have been able to really accomplish um, since the start of the school year. So um, it's kind of like a, a STEM graduation, if you if you um, can think of it that way. It's a celebration and it really speaks to the work that our teachers have put in with our students. And as you walk around today, you can actually see all the students being very excited to be part of this event. So. Um, it's one of the events that I, I typically look forward to, um, and I think we started this several years ago, maybe around 2014, so it's been really good. Awesome, and I know you're a Lancaster High School Correct. So how is Lancaster High School and Lancaster different than when you went here? Has it grown at all? Oh, man. Well, I graduated in the best class of 2001, Lancaster High School. I'm pretty sure some of the class members of 2022 would have something to say about that, but I can proudly say we are the best above the rest. So yes, so yes, LHS. <laughs> no, but it's changed a lot. Um, one, it's grown, it's larger. Um, you know, now we have a ninth grade campus and then we also have a separate high school. When I was in school, we simply did not have that. Everybody was in one school. And our school was actually located where the current middle school is. So, and then we didn't have the current middle school, we had the older school. Um, in addition to that, we didn't even have like a large stadium. We played at Old Tiger Stadium. So just the growth um, and the exposure, you know, we didn't have a lot of the career and technical education courses that we have now. Um, I was fortunate enough to actually come back and actually teach in high school. And one of the courses that I taught was audio video production, which was my major in college. But as a high school student, you know, I was a part of journalism and print newspaper, but they did not have audio video production. So I was blessed enough to be able to come back and actually teach that course. And so that's just how it's kind of changed. It's evolved and what we offer for the better. What do you feel that project based on? 
Oh, I think they're really vital because if students have the opportunity to actually learn about a particular project or how something is done, but then actually go in and put their hands on the different things that makes things happen within that project, then they're going to learn it, they're going to remember it. So it's about the experience. Um, so if we can give children and our students an experience um, while they're learning, then that memory is going to stick with them and they're going to take that on to when they go to college and hopefully when they go into the workforce. So I really love, like right now, I'm literally looking at the Fine Arts Department do a performance. On the sides of those, there is a um, cosmetology competition going on with the students learning how to actually do their nails and everything. And I think that's really, it really speaks to the different elements that are included in science, technology, engineering, and math. It's not just one course. It's not just your science course. It's in fine arts. It's in CTE. Um, it's in elementary. It's in secondary. So it's... STEM is all around us, science is all around us, and this is simply showcasing how all of our students are engaged, they're learning, and it's on display this morning at the STEM Expo, so that's really great. Thank you so much for being here. All right, thank y'all. I'm, I'm great, I think. You're back at LHS after being here last night for the junior crossover. Very busy. Just a little bit busy, but you know, that's what we're here for, right? To do what, what we do, and that's to be here for students. So last night was super exciting. I think everyone had a great time. Um, I'm super impressed with the class of 2023, but I'm, I'm afraid because I'm like, that group's a bit rowdy. <laughs> However, I think the group is full of a lot of leaders. I saw a lot of leadership. Um, and with having events like this as a segue to our conversation, I think this um, is something that's a little bit different than what we've had, or at least since 2023 has been in high school. I think this is a, a great launch to what they, as a class, can help lead as a legacy to the school. Thank you. And Juan, do you feel that this is good for the district I, I actually think this is a demonstration of learning. And so this is about what students have learned. You know, um, as Ms. Sim Ms. Simpson was talking about this, the fine arts department, I'm listening right now to students from an elementary, you know, play piano. And so it is a demonstration of students, but it's really of what they've learned over the school year. I passed by, I saw cosmetology, and yeah, they may be doing makeup at home or nails at home, but they also learn this here um, with the tax dollars that our community has provided for them. So this is a demonstration of learning, and um, it's, it's awesome that we can do this type of demonstration, which is very different than students just taking tests because it's not just about STAR. It's about, it's about this type of thing, of bringing the community together and seeing what, what our students are capable of. What is your takeaway from the STEM showcase for not only the students, but the entire community? Um, so as I mentioned, this again is a demonstration of learning, but I hope that ultimately that this investment that the community, had, that the taxpayers have made into Lancaster ISD, 
um, that they get a chance to see this. And ultimately, that the skills that students have learned, that they can come back and work in our community and give it back to our community. We talk a whole lot about the different jobs or STEM jobs that are available. Many of those are available right here in Lancaster. And so this is just kind of a launching pad um, of what's possible. Who just wants to sit and get? <laughs> I mean, uh, learning, if, if you follow me on Twitter, at Dr. Cass Carr, what you'll see is I always use the hashtag learning in action. Learning is an action. We need to be doing something when we're learning. And so um, I, I don't necessarily even call it project-based. I call it problem-based because if you give students, if you give people a problem, we figure out how to solve it. And so instead of us thinking of it as a project, I love and what I've been challenging the academic coordinators, um, the principals to challenge the teachers is to change the mindset, give the students a problem, let them take the skills that we teach in the classroom and solve the problem. And then now, now there's ownership in what the solution is, but that's actually what the world is outside. When you go to, to get a job um, or even in my position, I look at a problem. I don't look at it as a project. It's a problem that I need to solve to come up with a solution that's beneficial for all. And that's really what learning in action is. Um, I, I think that Lancaster is a great place to be. Otherwise, I would not have come and I would not have brought my kids here. Um, there's so many other choices, but this is the choice for me, and it's the best choice, I think, in North Texas, actually in Texas altogether. One thing that I've learned is that we have a lot of resources. We are a very resource-rich district. Resources in things, resources in people. These are some of the smartest people I've ever worked around. Um, and we have kids who have skills that we haven't even tapped into. And so I think my challenge um, as the, uh, the assistant superintendent of instructional service is to take those resources to help the adults tap into that potential of the students. And so that's my challenge for myself for next year. And, and I hope all of the learnings that, that um, I could, you know, pull it together to, to help to do that. Well, thank you so much for being here and answering these questions. Thank you. Lord, who y'all got next? Justin, Kenya, second. Yes. 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 Yes.
Presenting um, the Four Seasons of What You Could Wear for the Four Seasons. Spring, summer, fall, and winter. I made I made um clothes for six figures. A light, um, a shirt, um, 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 pants, jeans, shoes, and that's it. To decorate the characters. Because I got these different things and it reminds me of when I go to third grade of how I spent my time in second grade. Mrs. Pena. I teach kindergarten at Houston Elementary. Yes, ma'am. I was his uh, kindergarten teacher. He's in second grade now. I am, yes. I'm very excited to see him, and I was excited to see the project that he worked on in class this year. Um, he's in second grade, so the second grade was, second grade team was. We are showing, uh, we actually made bird feeders. So the kids had to come up with a way to design a structure where the birds would be able to get the food from it. So they designed, they came up with, um, we provided different materials. They had to come up with the materials that they wanted to use and put together the feeders. Um, I think just the hardest part was just to get them them started. You know, with being five years old, they didn't. They, first of all, we had to like let them know exactly what is the feeder, what, what was the purpose. So that was the first thing, just introducing them to um, to that topic. So we did. We watched some videos, read some books, and helped them. You know, just to get the exposure to it. And then that was just the hardest thing, just getting them to um, be able to visualize what it was what it was that we wanted them to try to put together. Honestly, I think it's just the best way for them to learn when they're able to actually, you know, manipulate and get their hands on things. That's going to that's going to stick with them most more than just reading or looking at things when they're actually getting involved in it. That's going to help them more.
this is actually my first time at a STEM Expo, so just being able to see all the different ideas and seeing all the different grade levels and seeing every, what everybody came up with, which, that was just pretty cool. Just, you know, a lot of um, hard work went into all these projects. So. I have seen I've seen several even um, kids that are not even even at Houston anymore. I ran into one of my old pre-K kids, and she's in fifth grade now. So it's kind of neat just to see all the kids coming together. <laughs> Thank you. I think just making sure that as a teacher that I'm exposing the kids to as much um, science activities, um, the art, the, just all of the exploration. That's just the main thing, getting the kids, giving the kids the exposure. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thomas, jazz band director here at the high school. Awesome, and how are you today? I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. Uh, the process was good. We had a good time and a good opportunity to play and to show our, our students uh, performance uh, performance opportunities to play some jazz. And uh, it was a good experience for them because uh, just getting together and getting together and, and letting them know that the arts is part of STEMs also because of its involvement in dealing with mathematics, it's dealing with the uh, sound, uh, the science of sound and hooking up certain things and equipments coming through the PA and the sound systems and things like that, trying to give them some real world experience and some performance opportunities. I think it was a good, very, very, very good uh, experience for our community. Uh, as far as here at the high school and in our district, I think it's a very positive thing because it lets, it lets the community know that outside of athletics, and I'm not putting down athletics, athletics are great, but there are other things offered here at the school that we provide, you know, and it's not all about athletics all the time. It's about other opportunities, other things, giving children the opportunities to do other things as far as showcasing their abilities, uh, be it if it's performing, being if it's setting up, if it's cooking, if it's arranging this business. There's so many things that we show in the STEMs, you know, a STEMs environment 
that, that shows that our district is really on point in trying to give these kids a real world experience. Because in actuality, real world application is hands on. When you leave high school, you're expected to know certain things. You're expected to be able to do certain things. And if they don't get the opportunity to do it here when they're in high school, when they're going to get a chance to do it? By the time they turn 18, it's too late. By the time they go to junior college or college, it's, it's kind of late. They're already behind the eight ball. You know, they need to know coming out of high school talents, the skills, the hands-ons, opportunities that provide, doing interviews like this, setting up, doing TV stations, doing the whole thing, all that. They need to know about that coming into the workforce, not learning on the job as they get there. Because if they do, then our kids will be that much more prepared. When they get there, they have some experience. Well, thank you so much for well, thank you very much. I so appreciate it. Enjoy it. You all have a great rest of the day. All right. Good. Okay. Keep talking. All right. When, what's coming up for the jazz band? Okay. Well, the things that's coming up for the jazz band uh, for the summer, we're going to be doing some little workshops and going to musical camps and we're going to uh play and participate in uh, the college uh, workshops to give the kids more experience so when they get back uh, this year i only have one senior in the jazz band this year so everybody's coming back so everybody's coming back so i'm looking forward to having a stronger group next year as well as i'm establishing uh, a theater program in the lower grades the ninth grade center middle school i hope to get jazz band going over the beginning jazz band so when they get to high school they're already prepared they we're not playing behind the eight ball when they get here because several years i had to start over i had to start over scratch this year everybody up there this year was new this was their first year with the exception of the alumni that we had playing so you know i'm looking to keep that going and to keep that growing Oh no! Uh huh. Well, thank you. Uh huh. Well, thank you. I, I'm very proud of this group. And as I said earlier, that last song that we did, they made up that song. They they did. We put it together. They uh, uh I gave them free day one day at, at band time, and they started putting the songs together. And I said, well, you guys started off pretty good. If you guys keep it going. Uh, we'll perform it if you guys put it all together and put everything together and through the course of the, of the semester they put it all together and that's going to be our new warm-up song from now on yes well thank you thank you all right all right thank you yeah have a nice day too all right bye-bye I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, let me get close. Hi. Okay. So my first question is, what have you seen today that impressed you the most? What seventh and eighth grade projects did you see that really made you hopeful for the next couple of years? Um, I didn't get to make it to the seventh and eighth grade tables, but I did see like a 
Oh, I did see like a lot of coding and I saw like the drones and stuff. And it's really, really cool. I think I see, saw like a 3D printer as well. So it's just like we've made so many advancements, but I know I saw, I've heard about the pool with the eighth grade. So the fact that they're already on track and if they keep the course, they're going to be really, really prepared for like science and engineering. It's exciting. It's exciting. Yay. Yay. Yesterday, um ooh, well this was the first round of kids you know y'all were out for the pandemic and everything so getting them back acclimated to being in the classroom and doing things back in person so they were it was a mix of excitement and a little bit of i won't lie it was a little stressful but um getting them prepared because actually the project that we started on we actually did it at the beginning of the year and then uh we kept them going and so the, the things that they've learned throughout the school year, they were like able to apply it. So they were able to go back to the project and uh, add some enhancements to it. And it just became like this really, really big thing. So it was really, really, really good. Um, our little babies flourished and now they'll be up here. <laughs> Why do you feel that project-based and hands-on activities are so vital to the learning process? Uh, Cause it, it, uh, it invokes critical thinking it, it makes them think it's one thing when we give them the layout but making them come up with those answers and have to solve that and the, the puzzle and answer the question it just it puts them in the driver's seat to their own learning and it it, it allows them to think outside the box and and, and flourish the superintendent this the superintendent earlier today said, uh, uh, the students here don't think outside the box. There is no box. Right. Uh, what's your response to that? Instead of thinking outside the box, starting without a box and, and well, you know, you're right. There is no box. So when we, we give them this standardized way of thinking or that they have to fit into this mold. And that's the, that's the key thing is to try to teach them all. Everybody's mind is unique. Your thought process is unique and what you offer and what you bring to the table. I mean, it can't fit into some type of mold. So like you like there is no box. So showing them during the STEM expo that what their thoughts, what their aspirations, what they they put out and what they strategize for and just seeing that it can flourish in something so much bigger. You know, it's, it's and I'm glad we do it at an elementary level. That's really key teaching them at a young age that you don't have to fit into this mold. You can be and just expand and be so great. You're welcome. And I don't know who's listening, but these were my former babies. So I'm so proud of them.